Can you hear hum? Yeah, but the, I think that's just life. All right, welcome to the latest political round of discussions with the K-Road Chronicle. Thank you very much, my fans. My face is plastered all over the country, which is a little bit embarrassing, but hey, you get that on the big jobs. But somebody else's face is plastered all over town, and his name is no other than Damien, running for the Opportunities Party in this Year's coming election as a central Auckland candidate. Damien, tell me about yourself. Well, I'm a pretty straightforward guy. I live over on Waikiki Islands. I've miraculously turned into a family guy that held a pretty solid job for five years and did a whole bunch of shitty jobs before that. And I live over on Waikiki Island. My three-year-old son, Frank, helps me with things that I need to do over there. Frank. Um, yeah, Frank. It's a great name. It's a perfect name. Yeah, I can see that you pick up a baby. You're a Frank. Well, it's a. I want. I wanted a son that just like was who he was, <laughs> and there's no more name. There's no better name for that than Frank. You know, well, to be Frank. There's so many that have come through. But, but, you, but you're milking that, aren't you? Because you're the only candidate that's married. Am I with children? No, Chloe's married. No, I married think. with children. Oh, okay. Lovely blonde hair, blue eye. Don't you think there's going to be a to lot? To my of, eternal shame. Don't you think there's going to be a lot of you know baby boomer nanas out there that are going, isn't he lovely? Well, if they say that and then listen to what I say about taxing land, I'm fucking into it. All right, let's let's go there. You want to you want to talk about tax? Let's go there. You brought it up. So you, I mean, tax is one of those things. It's a really super dirty word. It's as dirty a word as it gets. In politics, no one wants to say that they've got a tax. No one wants to say that they want to change tax. But in New Zealand, for like the last forty years, we've been ultra reliant on income tax and GST, which means that if you earn money in New Zealand by working, you get taxed on every dollar you earn, and if you spend money in New Zealand, you get taxed on every dollar you spend. So ninety percent of central government revenue comes from income tax or GST. That's not the way that it needs to be. New Zealand's biggest asset class is residential property by like a fucking mile. And just to, you know, stay whilst we're being academic and using figures, I'll stay in here and for a penny and for a pound. But New Zealand's share market's worth 160 billion and our residential property market is worth 10 times that at 1.6 trillion. It's the most upside down relationship anywhere in the OECD. New Zealand overinvests in property, and that's why we have such an unaffordable housing market. It's, I mean, it's, it's absolutely cooked. New Zealanders don't yeah, know but, what to but do. But I argue on the other side of the coin, perhaps it's not a property shortage as much as an income shortage. Totally. Yeah, you know, if people had the money to pay the rents people were demanding, you wouldn't have seven students bed sharing. You wouldn't have families living in garages because people would be able to afford it. Compl like, basically, I couldn't agree more. And that's why, so the Opportunities Party is trying to reorient the way that we think about tax in New Zealand. So at the moment, we think about tax and we think about income tax. We sort of think about GST, but that's sort of what we, that's the only thing we think of. What the Opportunities Party is saying, why don't we drop the shit out of our income taxes to let incomes catch up to how much co houses cost now. Mm. And we start taxing land like a tiny bit 
just urban residential land. Oh, I can hear that. I can hear the farmers now, like shrieking in horror. So not it wouldn't. It's um, you know, New Zealand is super reliant on agriculture, and unfortunately, most of that ag- agricultural productivity is off the back of a heavy debt load. So if you start, if you start sort of even thinking about taxing rural land, agricultural land, it becomes really complicated because most farmers are going backwards right now just in terms of paying the debt back that they've taken on for the tractor, for the land, for the fencing, for the milk shed. Most farmers are heavily indebted. So, yeah, they're struggling to upgrade to this year's Tesla. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm, not, I'm, not saying that, um, I'm not saying farmers are doing badly, but I am saying that a land value tax... I know some farmers... They're driving last year's Land Rover. Yeah, I mean, I used. I used That's to, how bad it's getting. I used to. Work One guy for can't even fill up his helicopter anymore. Yeah, I know. Shit's tough out there. But the the whole point of the land value tax is to try and get houses built where we actually want them to get built, which is in cities, near jobs, friends, public transport, amenities, schools, fucking healthcare. That's where we want houses to be built. We don't want houses to be built in Pukekohe. Actually, speaking of agricultural land, that's some of the most fertile land we've got, and we're concreting over it right now. Actually, speaking of Pukyo, if you like, want to do a Sunday drive and go out there, there's beautiful gardens, there's lots of fresh produce. It's, it's a really lovely part of Auckland that people don't generally go to unless they're going to the races. So my stepsister lives out there, and my twin brother lives slightly further south. So I, I know that it's lovely. But the problem at the moment is, is that everyone still comes into town to work and to do shit. And so you've got this kind of like embedded carbon by building all the way out there, which means that you've sort of got, you know, transport carbon. And most people, I think if you gave them the option, if they, if, if all things being equal, like if you could have affordable housing wherever you want it, living close to all the other shit that you're going to do, like making a kind of systems choice on where you want to live. If all of the properties available to you were the same price, you'd probably want to live as close to all of those things as possible. But New Zealand's land prices are really sensitive to that demand. And because all of New Zealand is basically bought nowadays, certainly urban residential land is all owned, then by not selling it, which is what's kind of encouraged at the moment, New Zealand's tax system, New Zealand's rate system encourages people to just hold on to land. I'm starting to fall asleep, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like all very like high valued, like it's you know, you know, e- economic that stuff. Um, but you know, realistically, what can you achieve if you, if you get in a seat in, at the table? What are you going to be able to achieve? Mate, she's, why um, should I vote top? Why? So it's it's really hard to say. Like this this year. 2023 to having a general election this year is it's like ultra bad timing to be kicking around good ideas at the moment the way that politics in new zealand works is it kind of like surfaces its head once every three years and we have this do you think the term's too short term's too short for sure the term's too short for sure because particularly when we flip-flop between blue and red the whole time Mm. and it means basically blue comes in and rips off everything that red did and starts everything from scratch, particularly at the moment when they say things like wasteful spending, they're basically running a campaign saying that public services are shit and we should underfund them, which is just like a really, it's kind of like a really upside down way of thinking about something that you want to be a part of. Like, can you imagine if 
you said that everything that the K Road Chronicle did was fucking rubbish and we should pay everyone less, but you at the same time you wanted to run it. Like that seems like Nationals campaign. It certainly acts campaign. You know, the the public service that supports what a government wants to do is really important to have well funded because public services don't try and make a profit. You know, they're actually working in the serv- in the service of the community, of service of us. So in 2023, you've got everyone paying shitloads more for everything than they were even a year ago. Like for us on the island, yeah, we made some, you know, decisions to live on Waiheke. Um, Do you own your house on Waiheke? Yeah, we own our house so on Waiheke. So you're blonde, blue eyes. To put it in Honestly, pers- you're a baby boomer's wet dream as a son-in-law. I mean, the the house that we bought on Waiheke, like... I think you don't even have to talk politics. Just go out there, you know, with a sweat... Go out there and do some sweaty something, I don't know, manly thing. Build some steps. You do, yeah, you know, chop some wood. Yep. And let's face it, you're not going to beat out Zoe. Chloe. Is, is that her name? <laughs> no wonder she's so offended. But... Chloe. You're never going to beat Chloe. Not trying to beat Chloe at all. So I've actually been... Don't even try. I'm not trying. Um, so I, I joke that I'm keeping a safe space for Chloe, so I'm going to these debates to make sure that nothing kicks off. She doesn't need me at all, but I still... So yeah. what are you saying? People should give you the party vote? Totally. So I have said a number of times at some of these debates, at St. Matthew's in the City, the big church, um, a number of other debates I've said people should vote the, for the Chloe. Big She's church, fucking excellent. Where they had a big debate. Big church, big debate. Have you seen Otherwise those Otherwise known as a mess debate yeah it was a mess debate um it was yeah but i i mean i would love i live in auckland central you know i live on waiki island that's part that's of the electorate not really auckland central that's part yeah. of the electorate you know great oh, barriers I, um there was uh see more privilege and pristine well so the, the where way, are our maori candidates fuck, do you have any maori blood so my partner maggie is maori oh your partner Getting in on the partner card. Instant Ewe. <laughs> so I'm um I No is the short answer. <laughs> <laughs> but the the Waikiki thing is, you know, that's a that's something that I do have to defend. I'm pretty sure I bought Do you ever think about getting a jet ski and going, I'm nah. just gonna jet ski to work? I can't think on. literally can't think of anything I'd want to do less. So the house that I bought on Waikiki Island was probably the cheapest house that's been sold on Waikiki for the last five years. It was yeah, five hundred and fifty grand. Only. Which a, is a starter sti- home. So that is, it literally was. It's a Lockwood <coughs> initial home, which is how they branded it. So it was built in 2001. That house has taken up so much of my time and fucking mental energy. And that's not the way it needs to be. The way that New Zealand works in regards to property now is that anyone that is young and that doesn't have parents that can fund them in or isn't earning an absolute metric fuck ton has to either buy way the fuck out in Pocono or they have to buy on a floodplain, or they have to buy a house that's going to take the next four or five years just to make it livable. The how last... do you keep a marriage? I've just, I'm doing a marriage celebrants license. Well, we... So how do you keep a marriage fresh? You know, gimp suits? So we're not, we're not married. Like bondage? We have been together for a long, oh, well, for 11 fraud. years. So we are... You fraud. A strong de facto relationship sex. Yeah. You should make a commitment. Put a ring on it. It's just one of those things that's that... Just, that's what they all say. Well, put a ring on it. The marriage thing—I just—I've never really understood it. 
like the last 11 years of, 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 you know, relationship building, of raising our son, of working through some fucking stressful times, of, you know, changing what we're doing, supporting each other, all of those things are the bedrock of our relationship. I don't need a fucking ring. I mean, one day we will have know. a party. I don't but- know. I think there's, you know, it's not actually that expensive. There are some legal advantages to being married. And I think it's just, you know, I think it's just nice to you know, have this set of vows. Have you been married before sex? No, and I wish I had been, you know, because maybe if I had been, I would have taken that relationship more seriously instead of basically pissing over the good thing that I had. It is very easy, I think, in relation, you know, and I'm obviously not a relationship expert here, although I have got a really fucking good one and I've, you know, I've, I've, I've worked for it and we're still working for it. But I think it's so easy inside relationships to forget all of the good things, all of those sort of like hidden subconscious subcutaneous things that you benefit from by being in that relationship. And a lot of the time you see, you know, that classic glass is always, grass is always greener. You see things that you want and you forget things that you've got and you prioritize them. And it's easy to leave. I don't know necessarily whether being married makes it easier to make good decisions around that. Look, I'm a firm believer that every, every endeavor starts with good values. And, you know, the, the vows that you trade with your... Oh, that'll be a lovely experience. You know, they become, they be become nice your days. roadmap for the future. You know, when times are tough, you say, look, I promised, I made a commitment to you that I would support you. Am I being supportive? I mean, we could debate this all day, and I'm happy to, but I think at the end of the day, it's personal beliefs and, and values. But I still think, you know, I still really admire people that the courage that it takes to stand up and say, I'm, I want to spend the rest of my life with you for good, for bad, through health and sickness. And I think that's really special. Gotta say, and I agree. you can do it for under $500. Yeah, but it was just, it's just never, it just hasn't up until this point, And I can say this really honestly, up until this point, I just really haven't thought about it that much, you know, but I can see that as time goes on, like as I get older, as I get, you know, start turning 40 and 50 and shit, having that, you know, that touchstone to come back to all of these things that you're talking through, like I can see massive benefit in that. Yeah. So maybe that's what I'm doing this weekend, eh? Finding a ring and getting down on six knees and right, taking care of this. Sarah, schedule that to update that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a good settlement. Yeah, well, send me an Instagram message and I'll, I'll send you a pic. What's your story? How did you get to where you are now? Like, why do you want to be a politician? Oh, There's a different track, Sarah. Um, so I don't really want to be a politician. Um, the main reason... because you probably won't be. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, um, that Mahesh is sexy. Yeah, I mean, Mahesh is a cool dude. They're all, they're all like good, competent, nice people. They all want reasonable things. I got into this shit because every single time I went for a run, I just kept thinking about it. And I, it got to a point where I sort of internalized that here, horrible thing to sort of take into your being. But if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. So I needed to start trying to be part of the solution. And Auckland Central was convenient because it meant that, you know, Chloe's always going to bring out the youngies. She's done an excellent job of energizing and engaging the youngies. And that's sort of who I want to talk to. Auckland Central's the highest proportion of renters. It's the youngest electorate. It's a really juicy electorate to talk to. And if they don't understand, the 
the way that New Zealand's fucked up property is complicated and it takes a long time to understand just how bad it is now and how difficult it is to change. So I wanted to start talking to them about that. Is there some low-hanging fruit, you think, some easy wins that we could like realistically achieve within you know, a, a short period of time? The, the, the problem at the moment, the predicament that we're in at the moment, is that we've, we've run this system for like the last 80 years. And so everyone has put all of their eggs in property. And the only way to – so if you want to make housing affordable – Stop buying them with eggs. If you want to make, but if you want to make housing affordable, that means the house, the price needs to come it's down. All, it's the price of eggs. Yes, yeah, we need to. Reju- we need more chickens. We have more chickens, more eggs. Problem but, solved. That like so that that's kind of it's funny you say that six because like that's sort of what everyone's been. That's the level of of like discourse that's been going on for the last 30, 30 years, three years intensely. Build more houses. If we could just build more houses, we wouldn't have a problem. If we could just build, it's a a supply and demand problem. Everyone always fucking says that. Like, it's a fait accompli. Like, everyone understands this. I don't understand that. It doesn't work. In New Zealand, you cannot outbuild demand. We need, so through 2020 and 2021, when house prices were going up about 20% a year, New Zealand would have needed to have built more houses than America builds just to outbuild the demand from existing property owners, let alone the 100,000 people that were coming into New Zealand every year, let alone the people that wanted to buy a first home that were already New Zealand citizens. It's fucking impossible. You can't outbuild demand. And even if you do outbuild demand, what's the outcome? That houses are, are, are less expensive now? Fuck. Let's just put a land value tax in and it can happen overnight. What about what do you think of when we see these like big developments in places like Pocono? Where they've like developed, you know, otherwise fertile land, farming land, agricultural land, for um, housing. I mean, that to me doesn't really seem like a great future for the productivity of New Zealand. It's a nightmarish future, and we know that it's a nightmarish future because that's what they've been doing in the United States for a very long time. Suburban sprawl has a dead end, and that's you run out of land. You need to start building up. And you need to start building up in places that people want to live. The last, the the, you know. So the, the solution is larger erections. I mean, definitely that's a that is a solution to quite a few things. I'd imagine. I don't know what you're implying, Sarah. This is a family show. <laughs> the it's it's tricky though. Like the way that you your know, family's kind of deviant. <laughs> but it's 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 like banks spin the wheels of the whole show. And banks choose who they lend to and who they don't lend to. And they, they basically have a risk-free guaranteed form of income. Banks are very profitable, more profitable than they've ever been. Since 1992, banks make 2,100% more profits since in that 30 years. 2,100%. And the reason is, is because the, is, this is a complex story and it goes back quite a, a way. But banks have basically reprioritized all of their focus in New Zealand to just lending out mortgages on single tenancy, thousand square meter developments. And that's what we fucking do. That's how banks continue to make money. And that's what banks market to all of the youngies, that that's what your dream is. That's what your aspiration should be. And our grandparents tell us it's what we should do. And our parents tell us it's what we should do. But it's basically unaffordable and unattainable nowadays. Did you know it costs more than a dollar? To produce a dollar? 
A dollar coin costs more than a dollar to produce. I did not know that. It's like, when you actually think about money, like, I mean, say, let's say for the sake of argument, keeping things simple, you get paid $100 a week that goes into your bank account. Yep. And then you transfer $20 for your rent and $10 you spend on your card at the supermarket. Yeah, yeah. And then out of that actual money, say you withdraw $10 and that's your pocket money for the week. So all that money is basically just numbers yeah, it's changing fra- on spreadsheets. It's- and how? what the fuck is Bitcoin? How can something be worth nothing? So that, that first concept is fractional reserve banking. That's how the world spins. Oh, fuck you, any big words. Explain it to me like I'm a moron, well, the, which I is mean, not far from the truth. So there's, there's two things to be sort of hyper- you know, concerned about with this. The way that, so we have lent money today, right now, there's a whole bunch of loans out there. That's why we need to grow. That's why growth is so like economically, like fucking this incontrovertible concept that Grant Robertson and everyone's always like, we have to grow, we have to grow, we have to grow, economy has to grow. Because at the moment, there's all this debt and the banks that have lent that debt want an interest or return on their investment. What so, if we just go now and get fucked, send it to Bay Corp? Mate, that's like, that is something to explore, seriously. Because the, the problem with having all that debt out and the problem with needing the return on all of that debt is it means that at the moment, 99% of our GDP comes from energy Gross use. domestic profit. Yeah, it comes from energy use and resource, resources. So if we want to you know, have a future where climate change isn't immiserating us constantly and basically burning us alive or drowning us constantly, then the last thing we can continue to do is burn more fossil fuels and extract more resources and continue with this fucking extractive economy that we've been in. But the way that our system is set up is that is the only way day-to-day and in the future for us to repay those loans. So it's, it's like, it's, it's, like I say, concerning. You have quite a big picture, like, focus with housing and, like, the system is broken. But what about, like, Auckland Central? What about K Road? What can you do for this area, for the people here? So I don't, like, I've, I've tried to be pretty clear on this so far. Um, I don't really have, I'm not running for Auckland Central. I'm just talking in Chloe's shadow. The problems that I'm trying to talk about and bring everything back to are the problems around our overinvestment in property and how that fucks us constantly you know in this campaign so far in the last two or three months you know everyone pundits candidates parties punters everyone wants to talk about cost of living cost of living cost of living 40 to 60 percent of the cost of living is the cost of housing if we don't come to terms with that housing in new zealand is just totally unaffordable and causes stress not enough money for good food and heating, creates crime, enemy. That is the underlying cause of everything that goes wrong in New Zealand. There's all this other side of the coin too. If you tipple your money into property, which is what New Zealand does, you don't tip it into businesses like K Road Chronicle. You don't tip it into businesses like Conquer across the road where I used to work at. And so we continue to like starve our economy of growing and creating jobs and creating and investing and researching and development because we just tip it all onto property. So basically what you're saying is don't invest in property, 
Invest in the K-Road Chronicle. Fucking A. Awesome. Hey, look, Damien, it's been an absolute yawn fest, but um, <laughs> I want to thank you for coming on board. I do love your work, and I, I do wish you well with the the Opportunities Party. And Thanks. You know, honestly, I, I'll be seriously considering voting for you. Any final words? Keep doing what you're doing, Six, and don't drink as much as you did last night tonight. Hell no. <laughs> um, look, I want to thank take an opportunity to thank my sponsors, Peachy Pasta Restaurant, uh, The White Lady, Saloon Bar, <coughs> Vicks Vapor Drops. Um, <laughs> who else we got? Um, LifeWise, the um, Cairo Business Association, Brett Ravlitch. It's an absolute pleasure to be able to do this and bring these voices to wider attention. And if you do want to support us, if you like what we're doing, a small contribution can be made at um, buymeacoffee.com. Just search K-Road Chronicle. Otherwise, there's a Patreon account, which gives also gives you access to the ruder stuff, like Sophie from um, SR Last Standing Brothel. So thank you very much. Sarah, any final words? Yeah, well, we've been doing this thing. Uh, do you have a question for the act guy? We've got Felix coming in on Sunday. Yeah. Did you want to... Did you have anything you want to ask him? You can ask on your behalf. So, I mean, the ex, the act guys are fascinating, man. It's like they had this like infinite resource of like young, super fit, ready to suit up guys talking about the same shit that we were talking about forty years ago that we know doesn't work. I just asked him. Do you think him, like, they get their suits from Helenstein's? I'm sure they do. Yeah, I mean, most of these guys. Felix is still at school. I'm pretty sure. You know, he's he's still studying, finishing his law degree. So. I don't know it's where they heard this shit. Sc- I think that's school. University. University. Yeah, yeah. I call it school. I mean, it's all the same sort of shit. Um, the, I just ask him where the fuck he heard that stuff from. Like, how does he think that that's a good idea? We know it doesn't work because that's why we're here. We've been doing the ne- neoliberal experiment for the last 40 years. It doesn't I work. I don't think it's an experiment anymore. <laughs> yeah, it feels pretty better than. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, absolute pleasure, Damien. We look forward to seeing you and like, Honestly, let's catch up after the election. Yeah. See where we're at. Yeah. See if we can Our either drown, drown your sorrows or celebrate your success. Well, I was going to ask you for a beer now. We can do that right now. We can do that now, yeah. but um, well, that's just because it's Friday. Friday. Um, any any reasons? Good reason. Oh, there well, is. Um, there's the on Wednesday next week. K Row Business Association are holding at Whammy Bar a candidates debate. They're getting all right. seven candidates. So yeah, six PM I think. Whammy, get cool. in. Cool. Love you, it, Damien. And um, it's been a, it's been it's it's been a yawn actually. <laughs> <laughs> Politics often is, man. Like it is. Are oh, you too much? Honestly, stop it. Cheers. 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 <laughs>